0: Coffee buzz. My name is Brad. Thank you so much for listening today. I know I say that every time, but I really, sincerely appreciate you listening. It uh, it wouldn't quite be the same without you. It would uh, it would just be me talking to myself alone in a room, which can't say it would be the first time, but uh, it means so much more that you're here. <laughs> My buddy Ryan and I have been communicating a lot back and forth you might remember him back from episode 18 if you haven't heard that go back and listen to it uh it we had a really good conversation that day and um while we've been emailing it's reminded me of a book that uh he introduced me to back in the 90s that's back when we uh we first met and Sam Marcus. He was going to Southwest Texas. At, I think now it's called something else Texas State University. Um, but he introduced me to one of my favorite books. Uh, it's called A Separate Reality Further Conversations with Don Juan. It's by Carlos Castaneda. And Castaneda is, a, or was, I should say, an anthropologist. And the book is all about him and his meeting this shaman, uh, a Toltec shaman named Don Juan. And i had never read anything like it. Uh, it was really changed my worldview because they talked about being able to change a reality. Um, now they did so through, uh, you know, different types of medicinal plants, peyote, uh, mescalita, things like that. And I guess my early self, that's what sort of attracted me to the book. But in my opinion, that's really not what the book is about. It, uh, It was more about being able to define your reality as you see it. And it was such a new concept to me that in my early 20s, I just... I didn't get that part, you know. I was more into, you know, the drug sort of reference of everything. But um it it sort of planted this seed. Um now if you fast forward to 2009, a coworker of mine, I mean, they're in the corporate world, and I don't know, they heard me on the phone one day I was talking to a customer about money or something. And the next day, uh, she brought it to me, this book called The Four Agreements. And uh, she just said, you know, you're going to really like this book. And I noticed on the cover, you know, it said The Four Agreements. It's by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it said something about Toltec wisdom. And uh, at first, it didn't really dawn on me that it was the same type of uh, philosophy as Ryan had introduced me to back, you know, uh, 15 years ago or so. And uh, this book, The Four Agreements, because of that seed that was planted back then, um, it, it really sort of woke me up from my... What? how should I say this? Just automatic unconscious life uh, is how I would say it. And it's it's interesting because I've read several books throughout my life and they sort of wake me up. And everything before that sort of seems like a dream. And they kind of snap me into, I guess you'd say the now. And I'm one of those people that if I don't continually sort of go back to those lessons, I just sort of drift back off to sleep, just going through the motions of life. Um, But I wanted to share these four agreements, um, you know, more so so that I can, you know, sort of keep going back and, and, and working out that muscle in my mind. But, um, you know, if you haven't heard it or haven't read it, it's really a great read and it's a, it's a quick read. You know, it's not one that's going to take you forever. It's uh, that's part of the beauty of this book is that it is a, a simple, uh, text that just sort of rings true. It really just resonated with me. It kind of, um, spoke to me on a, on a deep level. So the first agreement that Don Miguel Ruiz talks about is be impeccable with your word. He says, speak with integrity, say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of the word in your direction of truth and love. And now just... full disclosure, um, I, before reading this book, probably was violating every one of them, every one of the agreements, um, some more than others. And I'd say this was one of my big um, hangups, you know, was not being impeccable with my word, you know, not only to other people, but just the internal voice that that I was speaking to myself. Um it was always things about doubt or negative things that were going on or, you know, that I perceived to be negative. And then of course there was the outward voice. Uh still to this day, I I tend to curse <laughs> especially when I'm amongst friends. And I and I'm not saying cursing is bad, but uh most of the time when I do it, um, it's typically done in a negative fashion. I really don't think there are any bad words so to speak. I just think the intention behind whatever word and words are important because they they have power. But I think you know, the path of uh, enlightenment or just uh being intentional starts with this first agreement of being Being impeccable with your word. You know, only speaking, as he says, truth and love. So the second uh, agreement that he has here is don't make assumptions. He says, find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. I think... We live in a society that operates off of assumptions because it's kind of ironic with all of the various communication tools that we have in technology, uh, we don't really communicate, we don't say what we mean or, you know, going back to the first agreement and then we make assumptions about what other people are, are thinking or feeling. And I see this kind of happening all the time, Um, you know, and especially in the office, you know, uh, someone will send an email and I was walking through the other day and I just heard these people, you know, just going off about what does this person mean? Yeah, these people were just making all kinds of assumptions about the motivation of the person that was talking and it just causes unneeded drama it really does and i think it's a challenge for some people to to ask what someone actually means when they don't understand it or if they don't uh, understand the intent behind it uh, they don't ask follow-up questions which is a slippery slope um but as he says if if we could just get this one down you know, it could change everything. The third one, this might be my favorite. Um, Don't take anything personally. Uh, Nothing others do is because of you. What other people do is the projection of their own reality, their dream. And when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. I think this one really speaks to my ego because, uh, when, it, when he says here, nothing others do is because of you, uh, my ego says, oh, yes, it is. Everything people do is because of me. <laughs> and um, what that does is it, it puts me in a vulnerable position where I'm this victim, where I view everything that everybody does as a personal attack. And when I really embrace that, it uh it was a game changer it just kind of freed me up to just be lighter about everything um you know when someone cuts me off in traffic it uh i used to get really really mad about it you know honk at them maybe yell have some choice words going back to that first agreement (laughs) and um now I just kind of look at it, uh, on oh my good days that is, and I just uh, remember number three here, don't take it personally, <laughs> because I don't know what kind of day they've had. And let's say it's not a stranger, um, it's somebody you know, um, you shouldn't take that personally either. And not only, I think it's not only for the negative things that people say, but but also the positive uh, uh, this is going to sound crazy but the positive things people say as well like when someone is you know showering me with uh with praise or uh with compliments i try not to take that personally either because typically people are saying things for their own benefit and so you know when they're giving me a compliment if i take the compliments personally then it's a form of validation that that can be taken away based on, you know, my actions that they deem to be good or bad. Number four, always do your best. He says uh, your best is going to change from moment to moment. It'll be different uh, when you're healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstances, simply do your best and you will avoid self judgment self abuse and regret yeah for me when i don't show up or i'm just not feeling it on whatever activity that i'm doing it uh then i come home and i or you know from wherever and i just kind of beat myself up over it it uh it just allows in this this judgment and self judgment is so I think toxic um, because it goes back to that, that word and the voice in your head, you know, then you start beating yourself up and typically this is done right before, you know, I go to sleep. And so then I'm primed the next day to just repeat the same actions. And that's kind of what I was talking about with um, going back to sleep. Like you, you just become unconscious, And start living your life just reactionary as opposed to a creator of your own world. And that's what one of the main themes that Don Miguel Ruiz teaches is that you are the artist of your own life. And you can be an artist that creates beautiful art or an artist that creates, you know, misery for yourself and the construct that we have of ourself, the crazy part, is that it's not even real. You know, my parents told me I was Brad and I developed a story about who I am. But that's all it is. It's just a story. And who I am is, is more of a mystery than anything. And while that might seem a little unnerving, um, if you think about it, it it kind of frees us to be able to tell whatever story that we want. Another concept of his that just blew my mind was that death is a teacher. That we should, I wouldn't say always, but we should regularly (laughs) contemplate death. And that sounds maybe morbid and sort of uh, just like a negative thing that you could do, but it's actually a positive thing when you think about it because it snaps you into the now. I mean, most people think that they still have time and they put things off. That's why we procrastinate is because we don't think about death, Um, especially in our society in the West. You know, death is a negative and we avoid it. And, you know, that type of contemplation is uh is not encouraged in any any form in art or in culture or in uh, anything and um, but in order to avoid that complacency and that, you know, uh, procrastination where we put off our dreams or put it off saying what we really think about people, expressing our love to them, you know. I find it just tragic that most of the time, you know, people are going to say the nicest things about me once I'm gone, (laughs) you know, at the funeral, people say the greatest things about people that they probably never told them in actual, you know, while they were alive. And, uh, that's just a, that's a tragedy. Uh, you know, we should be, telling people these things daily because we never know when when this this physical body is going to be is going to be gone now the upshot is that underneath this this human shell i mean we are are these eternal beings and so it isn't so much a negative but it's just a way of reminding myself that I need to express what I'm truly feeling every day. And another idea he's planted in my mind is that of a true love is basically unconditional. It is unconditional. And I used to think that unconditional love was reserved for like dogs and cats. You know, one of the things I love about having uh, dogs is that they just express that unconditional love. They don't have an agenda. <laughs> they don't care what you look like, uh, what your day's been like. When I open that door, they're just ready to shower me with this praise, with t- tails wagging. You know, they just want to be near me. And in a lot of ways, that's that's a teacher for me because I want to express love like that. Um When we put conditions on other people for love what we're really doing is we're putting conditions on ourselves if we don't love ourselves unconditionally it's a just a recipe for disaster for misery you know because it all starts with that self-love and learning to do that that skill of unconditional love is uh it's very powerful you know, all of this uh, this whole Toltec uh, way is a powerful way to live. And uh, like I said in uh, I think my previous episode, I am by no means a master at this. I uh, I just make these episodes so that I can get better. Hopefully, you like it, and uh, you can share this with somebody else that you think might benefit. And I sincerely appreciate you listening today I hope you have a great day go out there and uh, be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally always do your best and uh, what was the other one? no, gosh, see? I'm already slipping again <laughs> don't make assumptions you can find me at the coffeebuzzpodcast.com. I will uh, I'll post a uh, a link where you can find this book in the show notes. I've also created a new playlist. It has nothing to do with the four agreements, but hey, we all need more music in our lives. So check that out. Yeah, even if you're not on Spotify, I think you can listen to it and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Talk to you soon.